Before we start this episode, just want to continue to give our thoughts to everybody that has been impacted by this coronavirus. Um, you know, we hope all your friends and family and loved ones are safe. Uh, but as well as that, just want to give a continual thanks to everybody who is out there working, supporting the communities, whether it is um, frontline workers in the medical field like doctors, nurses and other healthcare professionals, whether it is teachers who are still out there teaching students, um, you know, store workers, delivery drivers, couriers, um, and apologies if I have forgot anybody, but uh, just want to say a continual thanks to everybody that is out there and serving the greater needs of the community. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 22 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. Well, we're going to be continuing our IDP theme. We've got a really cool episode lined up where I've done research on seven players and got stats from 2019 and 2018. One will be offense, one will be defense. And I'll be asking the co-host to guess who they think the player is and also which player they would pick just based on seeing these stats and the points. So it's a cool episode. Looking forward to getting into it. But first of all, with me, I have Chiggs. Hey, hey. I have Mo. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> That's a new one, Mo. And last but not least, we have Paul. Evening, guys. How are we doing, Chiggs? I'm good. I thought Paul was going to go for the uh, the quadruple. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I felt like I'm really copying. I copy enough in this podcast as it is, let alone that. <laughs> I lost count how many hays we had in there, but hey, hey to everyone as well. <laughs> Mo, how are you keeping? Uh, just peachy, not too shabby. Peachy, love it. And Paul? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. Fantastic. Pleased to be back. Pleased to be back. Well, I have somehow found myself in the epicenter of the UK coronavirus in Leicester. So we are, I think, heading for a lockdown. So I should have uh, enough time to research, hopefully, in advance of our draft, which is in one and a half days now. So not very far away at all. And I've had to do a lot of research on IDP, which is a new concept to me. So I'm looking forward to breaking this episode down. Before we do get started, though, I did just want to give a shout out to the DC presidents who we've partnered with and looking forward to running many amazing concepts and contests with. Uh, we just finished the first ever Twitter Britball Cup that the DC presidents and us at the Fanball Recovery Fantasy Football podcast were co-hosting. Um, the winners were eventually the Dunfermline Kings. So conf- uh, congratulations to the Dunfermline Kings. They beat out the Ipswich Cardinals in the final. It was uh, neck and neck for much of it, but the Dunfermline Kings pulled through and pulled through for Scotland. Uh, Our friends at the DC Presidents did narrowly lose out to the Ipswich Cardinal in the semi. So congrats for making it as far as you did. And congrats for everyone to raising raising the awareness of your team, getting your friends and friends of friends involved. It was a very cool idea and look forward to more events in the future. So, right, chaps, we're going to get into it. As I said, I've outlined seven players. I think you can see on the screen that I'm sharing the stats for each of the players. I'll read out the stats for player A and then player B. Player A will be defense. Player B will be offense. If if you can guess who you think the player is, then brownie points for you. 
Uh, and then I'll ask you just based on stats who you would pick before I reveal who the names are. So player A, 25 years old, linebacker. In 2019, he had 141 tackles and two and a half sacks, amassed 285 points in our point scoring settings. And if anybody wants to know what they are, then I can uh, mail those across to you. Just drop us an email. So 2019, 285 points. 2018, 272 points. Player B, 27-year-old wide receiver, 94 catches in 2019. 1,161 yards, 10 touchdowns, 281 points. Only four points less than the defensive player. In 2018, he had 141 points, but in eight games, so about the same pace. So I will start with Chiggs. Any idea who player A or player B may be? Player B, just given the spike from 2018 to 2019, I know obviously double the amount of games and what have you, but first sort of gut feel would be someone like Devontae Parker. Okay, Mo and Paul, any guesses on either A or B? Yeah, it's Jalen Smith, I reckon. Jalen uh, Smith, okay. For player I think. A? Huh. Yeah, for the, well, yeah, not for the wide receiver. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea for player A. Player B, I was thinking who's injured. Um, last year... Uh, Alan, maybe uh, boy was there. I'm thinking, was Woods was Woods or Cup injured last year? Maybe one of the Rams receivers. Cup, Cup was right. Oh, the year before, sorry, the year before well, that, in 2018. Yeah, that, sorry, that yeah was, you only played Cup eight games. Well. I'm gonna go with one of the one of the receivers for the Rams. That sounds kind of familiar. Okay, so if you were given this stat sheet, and you had to pick one. On the clock, who would you be going for here, the linebacker or the wide receiver? Uh, can I get a clue on what ADP or what round we're drafting him in? Well, let's just say these are the best players available okay. at the time. Um, I mean, I, I would base it off of my uh, needs on my roster. If I didn't have a linebacker, I would go towards a linebacker. If I already had one linebacker, I would probably go easy wide receiver. See, the, the thing, the this, thing, yeah. This is going to be fairly early, right? It's a. You know, an over thousand yard wide receiver, uh, yep. ten touchdowns. It's not. This is not. Um, this is not somewhere. I, I think you've got to be. As much as I think the linebackers are, well, I think he's quite up there as a linebacker. I reckon he's. I still think you end up still taking a wide receiver at this point. See, for me, it's going to come down to the, the player. I think obviously, stat based on the stats alone, you'd be taking the wide receiver. Just because. I mean, but at the same time, you know, if I if I if it is Devonte Parker and Jalen Smith, I'll be taking Jalen Smith there. Oh, okay. Good point. So here's here's the big reveal. Then the players are indeed, and brownie points for Paul and for Mo, Jalen Smith oh, sweet. and Cooper Cup. So now that you know the two players, and Chiggs, I'll ask you first, as I know you drafted Van Jefferson in a rookie league. Mm-hmm. Who would you be taking if Jalen Smith and Cooper Cup are the best players available and you need a receiver and linebacker? Let's Very say. likely I'm taking Jalen Smith there. Just I'm taking Cooper Cup. Because I would expect I would have taken running backs and wide receivers early on to the mm-hmm. point where then Cooper Cup's on the board and I can get a stud linebacker like Jalen Smith. And this isn't always the case. Generally, I'd always 
lean towards a wide receiver. But because it's Cooper Cup and Jalen Smith, you know, for me, Jalen Smith is an absolute stud linebacker. I think Cooper Cup's a very good wide receiver, but there's a very good chance he's not with the Rams next season. Obviously, got the injury um, from uh, last year as well. So, yeah, I think I think you know I still expect Jalen Smith to be very productive in the next sort of three four years. Yeah, and he's really right. taken over that mantle from Sean Lee as the you know the the lead linebacker and the guy who gets majority of the tackles. Paul, I heard you say you'd take Cooper Cup. So why would you be taking uh, Cup ahead of James? I think he's got to be. I think he's got to be a much higher ADP. In a, uh, I, I, I reckon like at least five rounds ahead. Um, Ooh, I, I was thinking both of these would be gone by about round six, personally, because Jalen Smith is one of the highest ranked linebackers um, when you look at majority. I, 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 think, I think he's top ten. Jalen Smith will be. Jalen Smith will definitely be top ten linebacker. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he will. I'll take that bet. I don't you think don't he think will. he'll be top ten? Nope. Not in a. I don't even think he'll be top ten in the um, draft. I don't think he'll even be top ten in our draft list. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll take a bet that he's not a top ten linebacker. As in, okay. I'll go that he will be. Yeah, I'll say he won't. Well, for out what for the, over the whole season, yeah. Over the season, yeah. Yeah, fine. I'll do that. For 15. 12, 12, 12 games minimum? Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll get involved there. I think so. Fine. 50 cool. each, you'll be fine. Yeah, cool. 50 each, okay. If you look uh, at and, um, oh, where he scored last take? season, he finishes the uh, linebacker 11 in our scoring. Ooh. Okay. There you go. It's tight. And Mo, who do you be taking if, if you had a need at both, let's say? I think I'm gonna to go towards Cooper Cup. Um, I did have a I did have a question. What is the average lifespan, uh, or not lifespan, but uh, playing ability uh, for uh, a linebacker? Longer than um, longer than a uh, running back, but probably less than a wide receiver. Yeah, even though they so, still get smashed up, they still play for they still still seem to play for a lot longer. I think you're more useful as a linebacker, even if you you know just. Uh, I, I, I always I'm surprised how long they play. Okay, um, I mean, but to get that high to get that high level of playability too, I mean, just because of that, I'm kind of leaning towards a wide receiver just in a dynasty format. Um, I, honestly, I haven't done much research on the linebacking uh, department, so I think I'm always going to more or less lean towards the offensive player. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm going to probably go with Cooper Cup on that. Okay, uh, and right too. Not not deliberately trying to even things up, but I would probably be picking Jalen Smith under the gun here because I think he's a young, very talented linebacker who's capable of consistently getting you around 300 points with our scoring settings and around you know, 130 to 150 tackles. Uh, presuming he can keep fit, of course. Okay, so second one then. First player, so player A, 25-year-old again, linebacker again. 142 tackles in 2019 in 16 games and 107 tackles in 2018 in 14 games. 2019, he amassed 278 points and 2018, 223 in those 14 games. Player two is a 23-year-old running back. In 2019, he had 1,137 yards rushing and 35 receptions. 
2018 1168 yards rushing with 43 receptions. However, the points in 2019 were 251 compared to the 264 in 2018. So I'll start with you, Chiggs. Any guesses as to who the players might be, first of all? Not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> no? Uh, a linebacker, I have no clue. Running back, I'm going to go with, um, I was thinking Cook originally, but he had more reception in 2019. I'm going to go with maybe Mixon. Um, it's in that draft class, I would say, about 23. Um, or maybe the year, yeah, it would have to be in that draft class for that put up that many years. I'm going to go with Mixon on this, because I don't think, Dalvin, could I have a Cook had more reception in 2019? Okay. And Paul, any thoughts on A or B? Uh, Corey Littleton. Got the linebacker. Got the yeah, linebacker yeah. whisperer over here. That's not, that's not a bad shout, actually. And any thoughts on the, who the running back might be? Uh, uh, thinking. Mm. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Where's he? I'm trying to. If someone who's young but also been. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Mixon as well. I just don't like to copy it. Okay, very good. Joe Mixon it was. Oh, wow. So Mo is two for two on the offensive players. (laughs) And player A was actually Zach Cunningham of the Texans, who really sort of uh, stood out last year as a linebacker, 142 tackles. So when you look at it, points-wise, there's not a huge differential, but I can't see anyone ever saying they're going to take Zach Cunningham over Joe Mixon. I assume you're all of that thinking, or is there anyone here who'd be swaying towards Cunningham over Mixon? I think the problem is you should generally go, in my opinion, you should be generally going for, there's there's less skill players on the offensive side than there are on the defensive, decent defensive side. That you still need as many of them, but I think it's a little bit, I think you'll find that the ADPs are going to far higher for um, all of the offensive players. So um, I, th- I think I think we'll be going running back here. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at where the ADPs will be, like Joe Mixon will be going back into the first, early second round in startups. Where Zach Cunningham, you'll probably looking at seventh, eighth round, maybe. I agree with you, and it's probably how it will play out for us as well. It does just go to show, though, that, and I know Chiggs, you alluded to it last episode. Linebackers are like the running backs of defense, and it just goes to show how many points they can indeed put up, you know, with the tackles and the tackling opportunities. The one other factor I was just going to add here is, does it sway on your mind at all that the Texans have lost Nuke and arguably got weaker on offense, so the defense may have even more opportunity to be on the field, whereas the Bengals have arguably got stronger with Joe Burrow at QB having their tackle back first rounder from the year before AJ Green back T Higgins drafted does that make you consider Cunningham as a sort of I'm not saying you'd take him over Mixon but possibly higher than you would have otherwise thought about him yeah what I'd say about Zach Cunningham is you know he's he's got better every year right which is what you want to see you know from a from a young linebacker um you know his numbers. His numbers improved year on year. He's in a good defense. 
as you say, you know, the moves they've made in the off-season, you'd probably expect them to go on the field more. And, yeah, so he starts pointing up, but at the same time, you know, so, you, so in your linebacker rankings, yeah, he should definitely be someone you should be considering in that sort of, mm. that top tier, maybe, maybe just below the top tier. Um, but then, you know, Joe Mixon, for me, to get a, a stud running back like that with, you know, an offense is pointing up, he can catch the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've definitely got to be looking at the running back there. Okay. I did think that would be all going towards one decision. Uh, but uh, it's interesting discussion, just seeing how many points, as you say, linebackers can put up. Uh, so third comparative. The, the thing is, there's quite a lot of linebackers that score decent points. It's not that the fall off isn't as quick, in my opinion. There's, there is that, there is always that kind of core tier, but I don't think it drops in the same way that running backs do. And they're not as match specific or even game specific. They're going to be scoring. They're far more consistent. Even a, you know, a weakish linebacker is going to be getting reasonable, a reasonable chunk of uh, points. Okay. Now that's all fair. That's all fair. Um, so we'll, we'll look at the third comparative then. Player A, 25 years old, defensive end, 70 tackles in 2019 with 14 and a half sacks, 71 tackles in 2018 with 14 and a half sacks as well. So fairly consistent. 2019, 251 points, and 2018, 244 points. Player two, wide receiver, 26 years old, 79 receptions for 1,189 yards in 2019, and 75 receptions for 1,004 yards in 2018. 260 yeah, yeah. points in 2019 and 223 in 2018. So yeah, I, I think you're eager to get your answer out there, Paul. What did you just uh, say there? I think it's Dan Hunter, and I, yep. I want to say Mike Evans, but I don't think it is, actually. Okay. So it's not, it's not my final answer, it's just my quick answer. <laughs> So I, well, like I think Chiggs was in agreement with Daniel Hunter. Yeah, right? that that's, that for me has to be Daniel Hunter. It is um, a, a defensive end, just given the number of sacks, consistent year on year. I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, I I was I don't know. I was probably far off. I was thinking like Cam Jordan or or uh, Aaron Donald, Donald, Aaron Donald. No, no. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm bad with defensive wide receiver though. I was thinking um. Uh, Keenan Allen, but he's older. He's a bit older. Something either Lockett or Amari Cooper. Maybe a Cooper. I'm or thinking Amari Cooper or Kenny Galladay for that. I thought about Galladay, but I don't think Galladay had that big yards the first season. Um, yeah, I was thinking I'm going to think uh, Lockett or uh, or Amari. I think Lockett's a little bit older. Was I think Lockett's 28? I thought he was 26, 27. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, well we're about. He to looks older though. anyway. <laughs> Ooh, so congratulations, oh, Mo is three for three on the offense, and uh, Chiggs and Paul were right on the ball there with Daniel Hunter. So oh, it nice. is Daniel Hunter versus Amari Cooper. This was quite an interesting dilemma for me because we discussed on the last episode that highly productive defensive ends or defensive linemen are a position of scarcity, similar to how tight ends are good, good tight ends in and premium leagues in fantasy wide receivers that tend to be quite plentiful but mari cooper is one that generally gets drafted in the first 
three rounds in Dynasty, sometimes may slip to the fourth. So with that in mind, Chiggs, if you had a choice and you had a knee that receiver and DL, who would you be taking here? 100% Amari Cooper. And I love Daniel Hunter, right? So yeah, I'm totally with you on this one. Yeah, it's as much as he is for me the, the standout player, um, a defensive end, mm. there's still for me, especially in our league where you only have to start one and then you obviously got the, the flex flexibility on the others, you're generally going to be taking linebackers and stuff. I just think Amari Cooper consistently does produce, you know, low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver sort of two numbers. And, yeah, I think you can, I think you can replace Daniel Hunter's production elsewhere, maybe you know, with a bit of a drop-off, whereas I think if you passed on Amari Cooper there, and then end up with another wide receiver, you're taking a bit of a crapshoot to try and replicate that production. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Mo, gone. I'll just, I'll just, yeah, just reiterating the point based on last week's podcast there. Um, yeah, I think, like Chicks mentioned, defensive end, you can kind of, you know, linebackers are the key, but defensive ends, you can kind of get off, uh, you know, off the waiver wire later on and so forth. And you're not taking a huge drop off compared to like, you know, wide receiver, you're not going to find anyone later on. Uh, putting up that that many points it's 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 an interesting one and i thought long and hard about this because daniel hunter as you say in in all dynasty rankings i've seen is the number one defensive lineman and it for me it kind of feels like taking george kittle you know the the best defensive end available in a position where you're not going to get many players who even get you 200 points so to grab somebody where there's a position scarcity. Plus, we know the Vikings got weaker on defense with some of the cap casualties they had as well. Mari Cooper has it's... got high-level competition with C.D. Lamb as well. I think that causes a problem, though, on de- defense. You need, a, you need the whole defense to be strong, because it's not like, you, it's not like um, where you've only got one weapon on offense where you're just going to pass it to the running back, pass it to the running back. But if... If you've only got one, you know, for example, you have one really good d- defensive end and the other guy's a complete flake, you're never heading to the side the strong defensive end is. You're always going, not weak side, but, you know, the weaker of side, so to speak, um, when you're playing against him. So he, you can almost negate those players. It's a bit like cornerbacks. You've got one really good cornerback, one really weak one. You just don't throw to the, don't, don't throw to the guy, even if it's your, your number one wide receiver, which it probably is. Put your number two wide receiver against their melt of a um, cornerback. It seems to be what happens more. So I think you can avoid it. Whereas linebackers, you can't help it a little bit. They're in the mix and they're in the middle, I think. That's their designation, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And even now, I still don't know. Part of me is thinking Daniil Hunter, but I don't know if I'm just trying to be contrarian there. It's... uh, I just can't get this thought out of my head that he could be the defensive version of like a George Kittle, you know, in a I like position. You, I like you sticking with this. I think I hope you go with it and you don't get you don't get taken by ADP and people laughing at you when we draft. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing I'd say with Hunter is, you know, that that is super consistency there. You know, 2018, 244 points. 2019, 251 points. That is basically, it's going to be at the sort of top end of where your defensive ends are scoring. You know, I can't see much more room on the upside from there, on the, on the DN side. But 
Amari Cooper could, you know, theoretically top 300 points if, you know, if it all goes right, right for him. And, you know, I know he's got more competition and, you know, better um, with CD Lamb there. But, yeah, you can see Cooper making 300. I can't see Daniel Hunter doing that, you know. So your, your ceiling's higher. You're getting that level of consistency from Hunter, but I think you can still replicate production from um, Joey Bosa, um, Zedarius yeah, Smith, you know, so those kind of guys. Okay, that's a good discussion. Uh, so we'll move on to our fourth uh, player compare then. As uh, a player A, 23-year-old linebacker, in 2019 he had 127 tackles, and 2018... He had 80 tackles as a rookie. 2019, he had 253 points. In 2018, 176 points. Player B, 25-year-old tight end, who had 64 receptions for 852 yards and 10 touchdowns in 2019, and 34 receptions, 552 yards and three touchdowns in 2018 as a rookie. So both were drafted in the same class. Uh, the tight end did have 244 points in 2019 compared to the linebackers 253 and he had 132 points in 2018 compared to the linebackers 176. Now this is tight end premium scoring so 852 yards for a tight end with premium scoring is what broadly gets you to around the 244 points. So I'll start with you Mo, any thoughts as to who player A or player B could be? I have no idea of the linebacker again, um, uh, but uh, tight end's easy. I think that's uh, that's Andrews. I think he's the only one that had double-digit touchdowns, and he was a rookie the year before. Okay. Well, you've been three for three so far, so let's see if you go four for four. Chiggs? Yeah, so tight end for me is definitely Mark Andrews, uh, echoing what Mo said. Linebacker is tricky, like... If it was the other way around, I would have said it was Roquan Smith because he had a down year last year relative to 2018. And I think Tremaine Edwards has been pretty consistent. Um, I think it's Tremaine Edwards. Yeah, see, I think Tremaine Edwards scored more points in 2018. I think he probably finished as a top five or six linebacker in 2018 as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the bit. I wasn't sure. I, couldn't, I can't remember his last year. I, I can't remember like, the year before. Okay, I'll do the big reveal. I found this one interesting because player A, I don't think, is very heralded or talked about in fantasy community, even in IDP. So it is actually Jerome Baker of the Miami Dolphins. And player B, <laughs> well done, Mo. You're four for four. You certainly yeah. know your offense. It's Mark Andrews here. Oh, for, for the record, I had no idea who the tight end was. I could not think who it was. So I was just going to copy you two. But not because I had any idea. I was going for a pure copy. Hey, winning strategy, sir. Winning strategy. Uh, I'm also okay, going to so, on the next one on the offensive side, so uh, just let me know who it is. <laughs> so we've spoke about Mark Andrews as being a possibly top two tight end in Dynasty, certainly a top four, depending on how you value Ertz and Kelsey and Andrews uh, when it comes to Dynasty scoring. Jerome Baker said, isn't a name I've heard mentioned much when it comes to either articles or analysis but i was surprised that just how productive he was and the reason i've picked jerome baker is that dolphins d has got fairly stronger particularly 
at cornerback now with getting Byron Jones in as well. So I think I know which way you're all going to go, but would you be having <laughs> any sort of dilemma here or is it just no. straight up Andrews? Andrews. Yeah, that, I think he's an example of someone who actually benefited from a terrible offence. Not Sorry, not Andrews, sorry. The um, linebacker here. I think he benefited by being in the field. Just right, a lot. Okay. Personally. Rather than he's... Uh, I think that's probably why he's not talked about a tremendous amount. Yeah, it depends um, on who it does. I'm usually wrong, but that's my feel. I got a feel. So... I won't ask who you'd pick, A or B. I think you're all going for Andrews. But, Chiggs, is Jerome Baker a player that was on your radar much? Is 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 he someone that you'd noticed last year accumulating points in the IDP leagues you were in, for example? Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. I mean, what I'd say with him is the leagues that I've tended to play in, he would have been on a taxi squad. And he's the kind of guy that you would then promote given his sort of level of production last year. Do you no. think he was good though, Shig, or do you think it is just that the opportunity rather than um, talent? Uh, but, uh, to be fair, I think it's definitely opportunity, but a lot of the time in fantasy football, that's what you need, right? Totally. Uh, totally. You've got a guy yeah. on the field that's then producing with that opportunity. You know, let's put this, I'm not going to reach for him on, on draft day, but he's definitely a guy that I think you can pick up and, you know, he should be able to give you decent production because of that opportunity there. Okay. That being said, you know, they've obviously strengthened that defence quite a bit in the off-season with some of their moves. You know, obviously on the, on the back end in um, Byron Jones. Uh, I think they picked up Carl Van Noy as well from the Patriots. Yep. You know, so... I it's all DC. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they definitely, they definitely strengthened. But, yeah, like Jerome Baker, you know... Again, level of production year on year. It's pretty solid. Yeah, he's young. He's 23 as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll move on to our fifth uh, comparative then. So player A, 30-year-old linebacker. In 2019, he had 122 tackles. And 2018, 119 tackles. So fairly consistent. 277 points in 2019 and 218 points in 2018. Uh, sorry, 273 in 2018. So again, fairly consistent. Player B is 26-year-old running back who had 817 rushing yards with 50 receptions in 2019 and 535 recept- rushing yards with 53 receptions in 2018. 2019, 219 points. I know these two. You know both of them. Okay, well, let... Levante David and Drake. Wow, okay. Any other guesses? That's that's oh. what I would have gone with. I think the linebacker's Levante David yeah. and the running back. Levante David, I'm, I'm nigh on positive on, and I'm sure Drake was around there. Uh, I I, wouldn't even, I wasn't even thinking Drake. I, was thinking, I had no idea of the running back on this one. I was thinking maybe Todd Gurley, but your games don't make sense. I don't, no, I don't think he played all 16. Gurley had the yards as well. And I was thinking linebacker. Linebacker, I was thinking like Keekley or, or Wagner. I think I was, I was actually doing some research and Wagner was 30, isn't he? And Keekley's 29 or 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both pretty consistent. Uh, running back, though, I'm going to go. I, I can only think of Gurley. Gurley and, uh, yeah. Okay. 
Let's see if Mo can keep up his streak. No, he can't. No, it was no. Kenyon Drake. Paul was uh, on the money nice. straight away. So. Should, I should have copied Paul on this one. Congrats, uh, Paul. Broken clock, man. So <laughs> we've got a slightly older linebacker in Levante David, but as you can see, the production is phenomenal. Tampa Bay were ranked the number one uh, defense against the run last year, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing that's really changed on the roster or on the coaching staff that may you think they're going to significantly drop. Player B is Kenyon Drake, who we've discussed on previous episodes and is a bit of a dynasty darling because of the way he ended, particularly last year with the Cardinals. Kenyon Drake in most situations outside of IDP is going top four to top five rounds. I've not done IDP draft to know really where Levante David is going, but in the reason I, I was going to say the reason I put these two is there's a huge point differential in both years. You know, you're talking a big drop off. So having seen that, would you still be drafting Drake here? I'll start with you, Paul. Um, I really like Levante David here, but I'm he he's just getting at that point of getting a little bit too old um, is, is really my worry here for him. I mean, I, I think I probably would still end up taking David because I think he's going to be, you know, a top 10, 15 linebacker um, rather than Drake is, I know he, he sort of came on, but it, it, at the end, but he's not, he's significantly lower. He's got, you know, where, where's he going to be linebacker ranking? Sorry, running back ranking 25 or something. No, Kenyon Drake will be, Kenyon Drake will be a top 15. Yeah, I, I was thinking around 15 ish as well. I know there's a great class of running backs this year who will probably, a lot of them will supersede him. But he's he's still seen as a bit of a dynasty darling. Um, I, I think it's hard not to take the running back. It's just I I just don't like taking someone. I I, th- I thought he'd be a bit further down further down than that. I thought he'd be more like a you know Sonny Michelle type of um, level. Yeah. Okay. See, see, that's the thing. I think you touched on it there. Levante. So Levante Davis like been an absolute stud in IDP for for a number of years, right? He's He's in that Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley kind of elite category. But as you say, he's 30 now. So you are getting to that point where you're not going to have that much production going forward. You know, there, there should be a drop-off coming soon. And I think Kenyon Drake, what he showed in, in Arizona. And to be fair, what he, what he showed in flashes in Miami as well. Obviously, the Adam Gase effect. But, <laughs> like... Kenyon Drake was a was a league winner for a lot of people last year, right? With what he sort of put up at the back end of the season. And it is a bit of a gamble, but I think you're gambling on the upside that he what he could be. So I was going to ask the question then. I know you touched on Levante David's age as a 30-year-old linebacker, but we've seen many, many running backs as they get to that 26, 27-year-old sort of, age there's a huge drop-off in production and we're talking yeah. some of the best to ever do it you know you're talking Todd Gurley who Mo, men- uh, Mo mentioned David Johnson last year there's not many who continue going like Frank Gore and AP so does that 
age not worry you to think he may only have a couple of years of production? It is, but what I would say with Kenyon Drake is that he hasn't had that same level of workload that a Gurley or a David John, you know, he hasn't been the bell cow back, which ironically has probably hindered his production, but then probably prolonged his sort of durability, I'd say, you know. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what he gets. If he becomes the sort of feature back workload, what sort of, you know, how that will translate into production. But I think he hasn't had that wear on his, on his sort of, on his legs and his body yet. Yeah. And as I said, I mean, look, he got 219 points, but in 14 games. So, you know, that's getting towards 250-ish when you average it out. But um, I thought this was an interesting debate just because of the level of production that uh, I said Levante David's getting. Um, not far off, as I said, what Zach Cunningham or Jalen Smith got. Obviously, the age is a much big, big difference there. Okay, um, so we'll move on to the sixth one then. Um, so player A, 24-year-old safety. So the first of our defensive backs here. 147 tackles in 2019 in 16 games and 102 in 2018 in 14 games. A whopping 296 points last year and 228 in 2018. Player B is a 24-year-old running back who had 1,494 rushing yards and 36 receptions last year, 996 rushing yards in 2018 as a rookie with a further 29 receptions. In terms of points, the running back had 277 points, so that's just under 20 less than our safety and 223 points in 2018, which is just five less than what our safety had. So, first of all, any guesses as to who player A and player B are? Player B is Nick Chubb, right? Nick Chubb. Yes, that's Chubb yes. for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Rookie. yeah. I think the safety is going to be Buddha Baker. Yeah, I think you're right. Just based on the points of 2019. Like that, that many points is, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's Buddha Baker. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> we'll do our big release. Congrats, Paul and Chiggs. You were spot on with both, and Mo, you're back on back on yeah. the game with getting Good your with offensive players. So Nick Chubb, a player who's going very early, quite often in first two rounds, very rarely will slip to the third when it's offense only. Buda Baker, of course, young safety who almost plays like a linebacker uh, in a team at the Cardinals that has a very quick style of offense. So the defense does get a lot of opportunity to play. And I've not seen much that's made me think that's going to change this year. I think the Cardinals are going to be in shootouts again this year. Again, I think I know which way you'll lean in terms of the player to pick. Or does any, would anybody be taking Baker here over Chubb? No. Is there any, yeah, I didn't think there was any <laughs> yeah. circumstance. Okay. Yeah, there, so, is, there is, in all fairness, if I misclick and no one let me get out of it. Fat finger oh, time. if you accidentally pick Baker. Yeah. So do you think you can repeat the production from last year? Or do you think that's an anomaly? Because I know, Chiggs, you mentioned I, that the DBs don't tend to get that many points. Although I know Buda Baker has said he's a bit 
more of a free safety, so I had more opportunities to tackle last year. Yeah, it, it's a weird one because, as you know, like we said last week on the episode, that you're generally targeting your strong safeties on the defensive backside because they're playing closer to the line of scrimmage, more like linebackers. And yet, Budabaker as a free safety is replicating that kind of production. You know, in the man like his his points are coming from the sheer volume of tackles he's getting. One hundred forty-seven uh, tackles last year. You know, that's that's very very good. I can see him repeating. If you, you know, if you continue to play in that same sort of style, I can, can see, I can see him repeating those kind of numbers. But at the same time, I still wouldn't be trying to reach for him and take him anywhere. You know, I don't even know what round, but I'm definitely waiting on on those positions. You know, like I still think you can pick up, especially in a super flex as well with tight end premium. There's going to be so much talent available, even like the tenth round mm. at the wide receiver, running back, tight end position. You know, you can probably snag some of these like older quarterbacks around there as well for a player like Linda Baker. No, You're you not going to know which position to pick, are you? Because there's going to be so much more option now. Normally, it's four. It's the QB, RB, wide receiver, and tight end. Whereas now, you've got your linebackers, your defensive line, and your defensive backs as well. So you've got more holes to plug, whether it's starters or even depth on the roster. Uh, are you concerned at all about Nick Chubb for this year, given... They've got Hunt, now Austin Hooper. They've got OBJ, Jarvis Landry, of course. New coaching staff. Do you think he can repeat what he did last year? You know, nearly 1,500 rushing yards. I think that might be a struggle, but I still think I'd rather have him. In fact, I know I'd rather have him than, um, than any safety, actually. Yeah, and that's fair. Uh, I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt is back for the full season last year he missed six games or whatever it was as well but uh just yeah. just goes to show that a lot of these defensive players you know can rack up a lot of points you just need to make sure you tier them in your rankings yeah appropriately. And it, it comes down to the the availability right you know there's, there's not many nick chubbs around and i think the problem with nick chubb is going to be that lack of pass catching volume especially with Kareem Hunt still there, because if he adds that to his game, you know, he vaults himself into that sort of top five running back dynasty category. Whereas I think for me, he kind of falls into that Derek Henry role at the moment where, you know, very good yardage, but because he hasn't got that PPR catching, you know, adding that receiving game, his his ceiling is going to be capped. So I guess, I guess it would be interesting. Would, Would you take, Austin Eckler or Nick Chubb in Dynasty in a in a half PPR. Hmm. I think I'd still go Nick Chubb, but if it's full PPR, uh, that's a tough decision. That's I'd, I'd be going Chubb. I'd be going Chubb too. Mm. Yeah, yeah I think I'd to... lean Chubb as well, but I don't think it's. You know, especially in full PPR, as you say, but even in half PPR, I think Eckler, what he showed last year, has kind of bridged that gap. And there's a huge difference in value as well. If you're trying to trade for Eckler, you could probably get him for what will be perceived to be an early to mid first, 
possibly a late first. Nick Chubb, you're looking at two firsts yeah. uh, to, to try and get a player like that. So the value difference is huge. How they get drafted will be, I'd imagine, even in the league where there's no IDP, you're talking at least around 12 picks, maybe more. And they're higher rounds. It's not like round 10 versus round 11. You're talking two and three, possibly, or two to four. So um, those drop-offs come at a cost, you know, um, when it comes to those startup values. Okay, so Buda Baker and Nick Chubb. And then finally, the seventh one, player A, 29-year-old, defensive end, 48 tackles and 12 and a half sacks in 2019, 59 tackles and 20 and a half sacks in 2018. He had 224 points in 2019, but a whopping 313 in 2018. Player B, wide receiver, 26-year-old who had 65 receptions for 1,190 yards and another 1,000-yard season in 2018 with 70 receptions for 1,063. Points-wise, the receiver had 262 last year, so significantly more than a defensive end, but only 228 in 2018, so significantly, significantly less than the defensive end. So I'll start with Mo this time. Any thoughts as to who player A or player B may be? Um, that almost looks similar to three. So I think I want Lockett and Amari Cooper. So I guess I'm going to go with Lockett on this one. You think Lockett? Any yeah. guesses on the defensive end? Um, only ones I know. Aaron Donald or Cam Jordan. <laughs> okay. On top of the list that, that put up yeah. X amount so- of sacks <laughs> if, if based on the number of sacks of 2018 i would have said that's aaron donald but because it's a defensive end yeah it's not aaron donald it's, uh, did you put the dots on that one on purpose was it like a double dot on your um defensive end dot dot oh that that's that, that's accidental but i just I copied it across like outside linebacker stroke defensive uh, end that you're gonna trick no, us on the last is, is listed as a defensive end on sleeper maybe maybe shaq um, sorry, um, Chandler Jones. Okay. But, oh, yeah, I mean, just based on the 2018 sacks, I would have gone with Aaron Donald. Your wide receiver. Aaron Donald got more sacks. Oh, 18 sacks, yeah. Well, he, okay. he was he was, a, he was a sack leader in 2018, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, I think, yeah. And then any further guesses on our 26-year-old receiver? Alan Robinson. Okay, and Paul? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I've got no idea on the. Um, I can't. You stumped me on the. I can't think he's dropped off like that at the defensive end. Okay, so Mo and uh, Chiggs were sorry, indeed right. It I'll was go, Aaron Donald. Sorry. So Aaron Donald had a monster 2018, as Chiggs said, sack leader, 20 and a half sacks, with a further 59 tackles. 313 points that's top 12 to 15 in point scorers and player b is indeed kenny golliday wide receiver i think he had more... I, I can't believe i didn't say that given that i thought it was him for number three <laughs> that's <basically laughs> identical. i don't think you heard me trying to bumble it out but as you revealed it i said i'll go golliday for the wide receiver it did slightly throw me because i i would never think of uh, aaron Dorrell as a, as a defensive end because he's not just, just, my bit of, just my bitterness coming out. <laughs> so, 
again, I suspect everyone here would be taking, I mean, age probably plays a part in it as well, but Kenny Golladay um, plus Matt Stafford is back. But the reason I put Aaron Donald in there is he was perceived to have quite an off year last year, and he is just a physical freak. So do you think Aaron Donald may be undervalued in IDP terms? Do you think he can get back to around 20 sacks? No. Personally, yeah. I, I, think, I think 2018 was the outlier. As good as Aaron Donald is, probably the best defensive player in the league. He's a defensive tackle, right? So he doesn't have that same opportunity to get the rack up those kind of sacks that you know your outside linebackers or your defensive ends can get. He just gets it because he's that talented. You know, and he gets double teamed a lot as well. Yeah players will focus on Aaron Donald, don't they? So, so he, he's the kind of guy, like, if you, if you had to start um, a defensive tackle as well as a defensive end, then you, you by all means, you, you almost take him ahead of Kenny Golladay. Mm. Um, there are some leagues where you have to play yeah. defensive ends, and at that point, you've got a different, you've got a different perspective in, on everything, actually, I think. But in a league where it's just defensive linemen that are grouped into one, Aaron Donald is exactly the kind of guy where, you know, his production is very good, don't get me wrong, but you might find more people will reach for him based on name rather than, I'm not, I'm not even going to say production, but I think just think the opportunity he's got there, like just the position he plays, it's going to be very hard to repeat those kind of, that 313 points is absolutely mind-blowing for a defensive tackle. Yeah. I don't know, is anyone we've seen who's got that level of points in the players we've talked about? And we've talked about some studs here, you know, along the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, you've got Daniel Hunter, right? And he got 251 and 244. For me, he's the kind of premier defensive end from a d- dynasty's perspective. And Aaron Donald's absolutely blown that out of the water in 2018. Yeah. So... That, that's been a, I said, when I was putting this together, it was quite eye-opening just seeing some of the stats and the points and the players involved. Um, so I'll start with you, Chiggs. Just having gone through this uh, exercise, let's call it, any lessons learned at all in advance of the draft that is now in just under 30 hours? Yeah, I, th- I think... A lot of the stuff we touched on before still holds, and you know, and it still will. You know, this this has been quite interesting to sort of see the points you'll score, and you know, relative between the positions. You know, so you'll have your linebackers scoring the same sort of level of points as your top tier, you know, your top tier running backs and your top tier linebackers, and you know, Buddha Baker, Nick Chubb's quite an interesting one. But I don't think that should sway people from. You know, the advice we gave before was your skill positions are still going to be your most coveted and harder to replace. Um, yeah, and I'd also say, I know in the league we're about to start, we've got quite flexible roster composition settings in terms of you only have to play one of each position with additional flex spots. There may be other leagues where you have to play two of each or sometimes even three wide receivers and where you're forced to play more of position that should dictate how you're drafting or the holds you're plugging whereas with only needing to do one you can target say more linebackers for your defensive flex spots and knowing you only need to get one defensive back for example 
so, Mo. Well, one other point around that actually, and that flexibility on the offensive side means, you know, especially the Titan premium, you can really sort of, you don't have to sort of pick certain positions, as you say, because you've got that flexibility, you can you can really go in any direction you want. You're basically just taking best player available and you don't think you'll have really sort of runs on certain positions on the offensive side. I think what you find is with the flexibility on the defensive side, because the linebackers will tend to score a lot more, they're almost, in a super flex, they're almost like the quarterback now, where you can theoretically start three linebackers in you know your linebacker and then your two flex spots. Yeah. I actually feel that maybe linebackers will then start becoming a bit scarce because as people really try and hammer those positions because they score more points and therefore you want to fill your sort of flex spots with those kind of those players. Well and you can actually start five linebackers in our league. I really five, yeah. So it's four four defensive flex spots. So So I think I think you've hit nailed that, Shiggs. I think a load of people when people realise it, a bit like quarterbacks in a normal two QB league, when you realise it and go, hang on, I don't really want to be playing someone here. I could be not only can I be playing five linebackers, now the other guy can't play against me with five linebackers. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real value in that. Yeah. The tricky thing is working out who to take because you, there's so many people you're going to want to take all the time. So this is definitely something that going into it before the flex flexibility sort of change. I definitely would have been waiting on linebacker position. I just feel now with with that, I, I can see there being runs on linebackers. It's, it's just my gut feel. Well, let's not release this episode until after we've done our draft. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. Uh, so, Mo, any lessons learned from this exercise? Uh, I think just valuing defensive players a little bit more than I actually always had. I mean, I think I was always under the impression that I'm not going to draft a defensive player until eight or nine, tenth round, maybe. Um, but you I think still can. Clearly, you, you still well, can. I mean, there might be a possibility. I might go. Uh, well, you know, they got the no running back strategy, no wide receiver strategy, zero running back strategy. I might go with a zero defensive player strategy. But I, th- I think, I think you guys I said it. Where you, you right though, honestly, I think we're. Has anyone got an ADB? ADP. Uh, uh, Let's see if we can find one for just um. It's it's hard with ADP because it's hard to mirror scoring settings for offense and defense. No, I know, but just just picking up a putting up a real rough one. Uh, Darius Leonard's a top linebacker or or top, top defensive player, yeah. Top defensive so, player, yeah. So I I was sorry, a top defense player. I'd I'd say him because he's also twenty four rather than Wagner who's thirty. So it gives you and he's ADP is eighty. Wow. Yeah. And then yeah. if you drop down to the sixth. Um, defensive player. This is only one list. I've done no score scoring, by the way. You're suddenly the sixth defensive player um, inside linebacker for the Giants is 110. You know, there's not very many that are in that first section. There's a so I think there's a, well, there clearly are an awful lot of uh, offensive players you should be taking for, taking first. I, I think I think I think what's going to happen. Runs are going to dictate like it, kind of like our, our original. Um, Dynasty League I joined last year, the uh, Titans Premium. Um, once I saw Paul taking all these quarterbacks, and I see all these other quarterbacks going off the board, I'm like, holy shit, I need a QB. And then uh, same, I think the same thing's going to happen with this linebacker issue. It's like, you see all these linebackers going, it's like, oh crap, I need a linebacker now. Or I need a defensive end. 
Well, let's, I, let's also have a look. If you look at like the, I don't know, this isn't, I'm not in a very good um, site to see how, how points drop off, but um, sorry, I'm, uh, ignore me, apologies. I was, I was trying to <laughs> flick through some point scoring, but it's too hard without the relevant points. I did. I did have a question for you guys. So I know last podcast, Chig's always referred to linebackers as running backs on the defensive side. What would you refer? What would you? What would you compare defensive end? And I mean, I presume, I presume safeties and corners you're going to refer to as probably the kickers of the offense. No, they're, uh, they're like wide receivers. They they score points. You want them, but they're you. You can't be the same as a wide receiver. Can be really good, but if you only throw the ball eight times to the guy. There's only so much you can do. Whereas a, a linebacker is involved in every play, corners you can have a great corner, not score any points because the ball doesn't get thrown their way and they just don't get the opportunity. They don't get any blitzes or. But like I mean, like on a standpoint of a roster wise, like you can you can kind of pick up a kicker anytime on on the waiver wire. Yeah. You can, you can uh, do yeah, the yeah. same with, Sorry, with the fair, corner. Very fair point. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, like I'll I'll pick up a couple of safeties and corners in the draft or have you, but. I'm essentially streaming that position, unless I land on like you know a stud like a a Landon Collins, a Derwin James, but a Baker. You know, if I get one of these guys, great, happy days. But by and large, week on week, I'm just picking up based on the matchup. You know, maybe I'll hit on a couple of guys on the waiver wire that turn out to be pretty good. Whereas I'll be loading up my draft with linebackers and defensive ends. And generally, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, it almost feels like your defensive backs are a bit like those speedster wide receivers like Mikol Hardman, John Ross, Hollywood Brown, where they're a bit boom-bust. Some weeks they could get you close to 50 points and some weeks zero points. Very true. Just, just, just the feeling I get from the research you, I've done. You're also better off taking safeties, I be- oh, well, in, in my yeah. opinion, than on cornerbacks. Yes. So they might go lumped together, but safeties are going to be in in positions of actually scoring you points where the cornerback just really can just get played out of the game somewhat mm. that's the thing like your your safeties that are playing you know you say your strong safeties that are playing like linebackers i know i know sort of say on the stream but yeah if you can get one of those guys harrison smith eric weddles these these kind of guys that play that position that will have that tackle volume then then yeah, exactly. that, that basically that sorts your position there, right? Because you've actually managed to pick up a a very good player. You can just plug in there every week and not have to worry about it. So we actually, only need one. In case you do that, we only need one, right? Yeah, they, they get injured less than um, on offense. You, I mean, you need some depth, but you can pick someone up if you lose them. But you are going to play the same guy every week, and then you're playing best position rather than you know you're not going to you, you're going to play best best uh, best person you've got rather than person the position i mean I'll, I'll give you an example right so if you look at our scoring settings logan ryan was the top scoring defensive back so cornerback for tennessee and he got 303 points last year but the year before was 178 the year before that was 139 the year before that 209 so you know it's that variance you're not you're not taking guy here going right. This is my guy now, dynasty that I'm starting in this position for the next five years. You pick him up, and if he produces happy days, but you know, after after 2018, I would have cut him, and then you would have you would have picked him up on waivers in 2019, and he would have got you 300 points. And that's 
also part of the reason I like having not hugely deep benches. Uh, we've got 15 starters with 25 bench. I want there to be gems available on the waiver wire, particularly as a lot of us are new to IDP. Uh, but if you're in very deep bench ones, then get in early on those waiver claims because you may not want to drop a player the rest of the season or ever until you, if you can get a gem on the waiver wires. I, I will tell you something that's going to be quite valuable in this league. Fab. Yeah. Everything you guys said, Fab is going to be quite valuable. Yep, indeed. More more so than in a non-IDP setting, I think. Particularly as you've got same Fab as we have $1,000, but across 15 starting positions as opposed to 10 that we have in the other league. So yeah. it has to it has to go further. Because okay. well, was... fab, fab varies so much just on the what the league you're playing in does, right? It's not it's not really on the structure. It's just the people that affect how Fab works. No, agreed. I'm really looking forward to this draft now. Uh, I think I might be the, one of the guys who takes defense early and then ends up realizing in round 12 I have zero running backs. And then <laughs> scampering... <laughs> Hey, I'm, uh, you, you can come to me. I'll, I'll load up on that. Yeah, you'll, you'll be full of running backs. I'll be full of linebackers so we can swap the running backs of defense for running backs of offense then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just remember. Was... Once again, Paul has taken all the quarterbacks. Yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah, have the quarterbacks. If only Paul trades them, though. I can't even speak trade shop with him. I will trade them, but not for the crap you guys want to give me. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it clean, Paul. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> I think I gave Paul a decent value last time. I was giving him uh, Minchu plus Metcalf um, for one of your one of your QBs, either Garoppolo or Josh Allen or one of those guys. See, that's yeah. for Garoppolo. I'd, I'd consider that Minchu plus DK Metcalf for Jimmy G. For Jimmy G, I would not for Josh oh, Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. No. Didn't Jimmy G win a Super Bowl? Well, very near. Yeah. He has the medals. He has the medals. Okay. Well, that was a great episode. It's a good insight for me even putting this together and just hearing your views on the various players we've discussed. Uh, so looking forward to the draft now, and we'll try and break it down next week and outline maybe how the first four to five rounds went and when the maybe linebacker run started happening, as we all predicting, just don't know when. So, um, for now, that's me signing out. Chiggs. See you, folks. Mo. Giddy up. And Paul. Keep safe, Paul. Take care.